Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Wow, that was almost professional. Yeah, I know. There's no gap there that I have to edit out. Well, what are you going to do with all your extra time when you don't have to do any editing? I don't know. Okay. How well, are you? I'm okay. Good. <laughs> Nothing exciting. Just, uh, just some news. Story of our life. Yeah. Let's start with uh, the least exciting of all stories. Well, to us anyway, perhaps. And that is a Disney pin story. Uh, if you're a pin collector, this is actually a pretty big deal. Uh, they have announced celebrating 20 years of Disney pins. It's a trading event. And it's going to take place uh, from Saturday, August 22nd to Sunday the 23rd. I think they have a like a pre-event um, thing yeah, on, on Friday. Uh, they have not released ticket prices or anything like that. You can't um, buy anything yet, but um, you can mark it on your calendars that it is coming up. And that will take place in Disney World. Do you think this is going to be a paid event? Yes. You do? Yes. Okay. It's supposed to take place in the World Showcase of Epcot. Cool. Also happening in Epcot, um, the Flower and Garden Festival is going to be starting soon, and they are offering some special pass holder events. They are. They have some discounted Garden Rocks uh, series packages as well as some discounted tours, and then some uh, new fun merchandise. Everybody loves merchandise. I actually do really like the Flower and Garden Festival merchandise every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about the pass holder stuff. Obviously, I don't buy that. But There's a lot of orange bird stuff this year, and I yeah, think orange bird's adorable. Yeah. Who's the little guy um, on top of the honeycomb there, the little bee? Um, that is Spike the Bee. He's in something. Is he, he is a Mickey, in, in a Mickey uh, cartoon? A Disney short. From 1940s. Okay. And he also has, a, it looks like a sipper cup. Because he's pretty cute. Yes, he's in uh, another He's in thing. a Mickey. He, he's in something with Donald as well, a poster or a shirt or something this year. Okay. So for some reason, he's getting a little bit of love. Because he's cute. So Spike the Bee. Um, also in Epcot, a big name change. That's I'm right. being sort of sarcastic about it being a name change. I don't think you see how you can actually even call it a name change. No, it's a name change. It is not. It is going from... Epcot to Epcot, <laughs> uh, in all capitals, which is how it was originally. It was all capitals um, back when the capitals were the Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow acronym. And then they got away from that, and now they're back to that. So they went back when they released their new logo at D23, when they announced all of the uh, re-imaging and, and rebranding of the park. Uh, they debuted the new logo, which coincidentally looked like the old logo uh, from when it first opened up in the 80s. And they've returned back to the uh, uh, the large font, all capital letters. Uh, they did not put, re- bring it back to Epcot Center, which is what it was called originally, but they did bring back Epcot in all capitals. What is old is new again. That's right. There was a lawsuit filed uh, related to a woman who was injured um, at Space Mountain. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. Uh, she was uh, – she is seeking – a woman from Tennessee is seeking $30,000 in damages. She claims that the Space, Spa, bleh, Space Mountain cast member slammed a gate on her on February 26th of 2018. Uh, the injuries apparently that the woman suffered are unclear – but the lawsuit alleges that the cast member failed to safely inspect and control the ride or excise reasonable care. I want to know, like, did she deserve it? Because I think they should figure that in. 
Right. You know, if you get like a gate slammed on you, like were you being nasty? Right. And that's usually the case. This is the uh, second time in less than a year that Space Mountain has come up attached to a lawsuit. A woman is suing – a woman from Alaska is suing Disney over the Space Mountain ride in Disneyland, seeking damages of $3 million in connection with an injury that she suffered while exiting the ride. Jeez. Oh, People need to be a little more careful. That's right. At Hollywood Studios, Bo Peep and Frozone are going seasonal. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with this because that Bo Peep that debuted <laughs> uh, late uh, last year over the summer. She's a little frightening. She's hideous. <laughs> she's like a scary – she's like one of those 1970s, 1980s Halloween masks. Kind of scary. Oh, stop. Um, but Bo Peep, uh, who was brought out in anticipation of Toy Story 4 uh, in her new costume, is, as Cheryl mentioned, going seasonal. So she will no longer be with uh, Sheriff Woody. And Frozone, if you're going to Municiburg – uh, will no longer be a part of the Incredibles meet and greet. He will be going seasonal as well. Uh, and he's been around for a little over a year. So, uh, you know, just because these characters come out uh, doesn't mean they're going to be permanent. Right. At the Animal Kingdom, the Harambe Market is getting some new uh, shades installed. Yeah, they've just they put up some structures to protect guests from rain and sun <laughs> and uh, – it's needed. That is a very hot area in there. It is. Yeah, there's – if you're waiting in one of those long lines in the summertime, you could just about pass out. They currently have um, some umbrellas that they set up, and it's great, you know, when you reach that point in the line where you get to stand under the umbrella, but you know, it doesn't last long. So currently just the stanchions are up. Um, it's almost more like a uh, – I don't know the word I'm looking for. Skeleton? Yeah, I guess. Frame? Um, yeah, the frame is there. So uh, it looks like they're going to be maybe stretching some fabric across the top or something. Um, but that will be that will be nice to have. That is much needed. That is a very hot park in the summer. Yep. And also in Animal Kingdom, they are reducing the hours of their guest experience team. Not by much, um, but it looks like in two of the locations, they're shortening the time by an hour, closing an hour before um, – park closing and then what is it in africa i think they're really the hours are pretty short they closes at like three in africa yeah I and think. the thing is the guest experience teams they have their own shade so uh, <laughs> they get their own little blue umbrellas um guest experience teams are kind of like a mobile guest relations center they assist guests with booking and modifying and recovering fast passes they also help with advanced dining reservations and navigating the my disney app as well as deactivating and reactivating magic bands um, as Cheryl mentioned, there are three locations in the Animal Kingdom at Discovery Island, Africa, and Asia. Uh, Discovery Island will now be open from 9 a.m. until one hour before the scheduled park close. Africa will be open from 10 to 3, and Asia will be open from 3 p.m. until one hour before park close. All right. I guess they don't expect people to have problems in the hour before parks close. I mean, really, if you're having trouble in the hour before park closes, like, it's just kind of too late. Right, because they recently... They recently did the same thing with the reduction in hours in the Magic Kingdom for the guest experience team. So yeah, uh, I just kind of wish they'd do it all across the board and not roll it out slowly. Piece by piece. Well, not everyone is watching every single little move. That is true. Um, there are some new ears that are coming to the parks. The first set of ears are uh, Mickey balloon ears. You seem to be a big fan of these. Uh, they're amazing. They're like if you've ever gone walked down Main Street or been in the Disney parks and you see those clear balloons that have the colored Mickey heads inside of them, that's exactly what these ears are. They're a, a clear globe with a 
you know, the ones I saw were red, so I don't know if they're in multiple colors, but uh, I like them. I would wear them, and I'm not really a big fan of these crazy <laughs> ears. How about these Asukatano mini uh, ears? You don't watch any Star Wars shows. Did I say you? it wrong? No, nah, you're good. You're I tried enough. so hard. You're close enough. Um, yeah, so they've got some some special uh, Ahsoka Tano ears. <laughs> I wasn't close. Yeah, you, you were close. She's got a lot of merchandise coming out. They've got spirit jerseys for her. They've got costumes. They've got ears. Um, there's some stuff written on uh, Interlac. It says, I am no Jedi, which is embroidered into uh, embroidered into the headband. Uh, those are words that she utters uh, to Darth Vader in Star Wars Rebels, because as we know, all of the Jedis were killed when the Order 66 was executed. And uh, somehow, even though she was a Padawan, she was I not we executed. I talking about ears. We were. But there's a ton of uh, Ahsoka Tano uh, gear coming out. But the ears are pretty cool. Uh, they're blue and white, much like, uh, you know, the colors of her uh, headdress. And they have the orange bow. So... If you're a Star Wars fan, you might want to look into these. All right. A little bit more up my alley is this last set of mini ears. They're available in Disneyland for the food and wine um, festival there. They are aqua sequined ears. And in the center, where there would normally be a bow, is a little chef's hat. Um, and I think and it has a small bow. So those are pretty cute. Adorbs. Yeah. Um, there's some uh, scuttlebutt about maybe a Mandalorian meet and greet coming at some point in the future. Uh, I don't know how accurate that is, but that's what we're hearing. It's not just scuttlebutt. Lucasfilm has confirmed an upcoming Mando meet and greet coming soon to Disney parks. Okay. But coming soon, as we know, could mean next week. Coming soon could also mean uh, coming. Four, ne- four it can also mean coming now. never. That is true. It could mean we're going to try and then, oh, it didn't work out. Uh, Something also related to uh, Disney, not related to Disney at all. Well, I guess sort of. Now I'm just talking in circles. Um, Related to Star Wars. (laughs) No, it's late tonight. You know I don't do well. Like after 10, I fall apart. Mm. Actually, after 9, I fall apart. After 10, it's really bad. Um, Related to The Mandalorian and Star Wars are... Uh, Baby Yoda Loungefly backpacks, which are coming out in June of 2020. And not being too much of a fan of things Star Wars, you still have to just love Baby Yoda. I I do like this. I'm sure it's going to be very expensive. I think it's going to be insanely popular. It's very cute based on the picture. Um, Yeah. And I think just the right size for like a Baby Yoda type thing. Yeah, it looks like Baby Yoda in his little... uh I baby pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you're wearing them on your back, it you know kind of looks like you're carrying him. Uh, they've got one of the little frogs on the zipper, which is kind of cool. And uh, I'm not a big fan of lounge fly stuff, but this actually does look uh, pretty nice. And then in more Baby Yoda merchandise news, or if you want to call it the child, there are some toys that are going to be released maybe around that same time. Yeah, there's some toys coming out soon. They were released, uh, actually weren't released this morning. They were shown this morning on Good Morning America. And uh, the big one is the animatronic uh, Baby Yoda, uh, the child, which blinks his eyes, gurgles, coos, and moves his ears around. Uh, That's going to retail for $60 and is currently available for pre-order. Very nice. Yeah. Um, over at Disneyland, they have a passholder exclusive after hours Indiana Jones uh, event coming up. That's going to take place on March fourth and fifth. Do we know anything else about it? 
Um, wristbands are going to be required and pass holders will need to be inside the park prior to closing, much like they're doing with the uh, Soren. So it's event. really just you're going to get to ride it. For an, an hour after the park closes. That's yeah. kind of cool. And then also at Disneyland is the After Dark Star Wars event that's coming up. Uh, that has actually been scheduled. They've announced the date that it's going to be August 27th. Tickets are $109 per person and are now available for annual pass holders. Uh, tickets go on sale to the general public. Oh, today. <laughs> okay. Uh, the event is 9 p.m. to 1. It says 9 p.m. to 1 a.m., but I believe 9 p.m. to 1 8 p.m., but it should be 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. However, guests can enter the park as early as 6 p.m. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance will not be operating during the, this event, which is kind of crazy that you're yeah. doing a Star Wars at Disneyland after dark without your Star Wars ride. Without the main thing that everyone wants to be on. Right. Uh, this date is significant because it is also the opening night of Star Wars Celebration, which is something that's put on by Lucasfilm, and that is going on at the Anaheim Convention Center from August 27th through August 30th. Uh, that event usually travels to various locations around the country, sometimes Chicago, Orlando, Anaheim. Um so there will be more information coming up about the Star Wars, uh, Disneyland After Dark Star Wars event, uh, because, you know, we usually get themed food, beverages, and merchandise. Okay. Uh, moving outside of park news and into movie and TV news, um, Forky asks a question. One of our favorite shorts on Disney Plus is going to be getting some more episodes soon. Yeah, that's the big news. He's getting a second uh, second series, uh, the 10... Uh, episodes that came out for the first season were pretty good and well-received, so they're going to do 10 more. They're a hoot. I love anything that Forky does. Right. And then in, also in movie news, um, Onward has introduced Disney's first openly gay character. Yes. Um, Onward will introduce uh, the first self-identified lesbian character, so she lets everyone know she's a lesbian in the Disney Pixar universe. Uh, her name is Officer Spectre, and she is a Cyclops cop, and she is voiced by openly gay screenwriter and accent, uh, actress Lena Waithe, who I've never heard of. I'm going to be – I'm interested to see how do you, like, make that a part of an animated story? Like, what reason is there for you to talk about your sexuality in a children's movie? Hello, I'm openly gay, I officer. Know. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, that's great if they, like, portray her that way. But, like, does she ever, I don't know, maybe she's just with her girlfriend or something? Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how they do this. Like, does she actually say she's gay? Because that's kind of weird. You know what? We will find out the first weekend in March. <laughs> yes, we will. I can't wait. Yes. So, speaking of weekends, I hope everybody has a good weekend. We will see you Monday or talk to you on Monday. Until then, I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Bye.